Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Midnight Resistance. Ooh. But before we do, it's time for some Amigos feedback. Oh boy. Okay, we got a letter just today. <coughs> Um, that I printed out using Google Cloud Print. Are you aware? Of, no, I used AirPrint. Do you know there's like multiple prints, multiple ways to print from your phone? Do you print a lot from your phone? I never do because mm. I use, uh, um, you turn me on to the uh, Google uh, writing mm-hmm. gimmick. Yeah. And so I can work on things from any source. I've only got one place I've got a printer. So I just put all my junk there, uh, but it works out. I love it. I love yeah. the. I love the. Yeah. Know, the integrated blah blah blah. This is from Adam Triofno, and he says, "Hi guys, I've been listening to your Amiga podcast for quite a while now. Great stuff. I'm a fellow U.S. listener down oh. in New Mexico. Oh, so glad to have another U.S. listener. Yeah, yeah." Um, he says, I'm still working my way through the back catalog. I've noticed that you've talked about having trouble using PAL games, such as you can't see the bottom of the screen. Oh, yeah. This is such a common issue that there is a program called Degrader yeah. that fixes the PAL issue properly. It works much better than holding the mouse button down and choosing PAL mode. So you've heard of Degrader yep. before. Yeah, I used to use it back in the day. So yeah. why do we not use that today? Well... The reason we don't use it today is because we don't use a real Amiga too much. And also, I don't know where the disc is. No. Oh, okay. But there is... I damn, Because we could have used that for amiga There's also a thing called Reload Kick that lets you come back down to lower kickstarts, which mm-hmm. they used to use. These are the many... Now, uh, to be fair, first of all, this, this is a smart fella. I haven't done this stuff for a long time. And so I honestly, if I, you'd said, "Hey, is there a thing to do this?" I'd be like, "Sure," and you'd be like, "What's it called?" I'd be like, "I don't know. I don't remember." So there, now we know. Okay. Uh, and he <clears throat> says, "I guess one other issue you may be running into with losing the bottom of the screen is if your monitor doesn't support PAL mode." That is an issue we have. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to use a VGA monitor <clears throat> with my Amiga 3000, which worked great. Um, I also used the Commodore 1084S, the original Media 8 uh, monitor. Yeah. And uh, that happens. Um, it, I don't know how it works with S Video, to be honest with you. You know, S Video going out to the capture card. You know, I think the capture card should it can take PAL or NTSC signals. So I'm not exactly sure that that is the issue as much as maybe just running. Like I was thinking about the Prime Mover game, the motorcycle game where mm-hmm. the dash was cut off. Yeah. I don't know if S Video is just by its nature. NTS or maybe that that signal we can't. I don't think it matters. Signal. I think it's it's going to be PAL. It doesn't matter if you're using S video or or mm-hmm. or composite. I mean S video is like just a slightly better composite. The uh, um, you know I I've been I've been doing this stuff for so long that I like you were when you were saying like oh we gotta we're gonna move this over to the emulator. I didn't think twice about it because I've played so many games where the bottom of the screen was cut mm-hmm. off that often I don't pay attention to it anymore. 
he's right. I mean, there's there are ways around that there you know, with, and you could have varying degrees of success. <clears throat> I you know I'm old, and I am. I have now found my new toy, which we're gonna we've got a separate video coming out on, which is Amiga Forever, the newest version. It will be my number one source for playing things that my normal Amiga have trouble has trouble with. Uh, it's very very good, and so. Um, and honestly, there are there are ways around from a hardware perspective that you can get to take care of this stuff, but they're expensive. And, and I have spent so much money this summer that I can't tell you how much money <laughs> I won't be buying any special goodies for a while. Uh, but uh, that's a you know it's a good tip. I'm sure I can find that uh, ADF somewhere, and we'll we maybe we'll knock it off and try it. Okay, it'd be worth trying just for an Amigos plays or something. Yeah. Um, New Mexico, by the way, because we don't hear much from people way out west. No. Very just a couple, right? Mm-hmm. We had. So it's kind of neat. I didn't will live in Colorado, mm-hmm. so and he's moved out to New Jersey. New Jersey, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. yeah so yeah, uh, he says I do have one question. Maybe mm-hmm. you can bring it up on the show. I'm bringing it up on the show. Um, is there a hardware switch that will allow you to switch in and out of PAL NTSC mode? I bought an NTSC CD32 <laughs> about ten years ago, not understanding that all the software for it was PAL. Yeah, so I it's had the a same pretty problem. Machine to use easily. It would be great if I could install a PAL mode hardware switch. Okay. I actually know something about this. Awesome. I figured you did. Um, I also have a NTSC CD32. Now, there's the good news and the bad news. The good news is, uh, aside from the uh, hold both mouse button gimmick and and swap there, <clears throat> that's sort of a software switch. And I've noticed that some software for the CD32... That's PAL. It just flat out won't run on the NTSC one. It just won't work. Just there's nothing. <clears throat> well, there's a chip, and I'll have to. I'll put something up on the Google Plus and Facebook, or maybe I'll email this guy directly. There's a chip on the uh, C32 that you can wire a switch to, and uh, lift a leg, wire a switch to it, and when you flip that switch, the CD32 will think it's a PAL CD32. Now, <clears throat> before you get excited. This will only it this doesn't make it work in PAL. Okay? It's still an NTSC C three there's nothing you can do about that. But what this does is it it from a hardware perspective, it tells the software that this is a PAL C D thirty two. And that will allow it to run things that wouldn't run before. Mm-hmm. The video output you're on your own. You're gonna have to find some way to, you know, you know, do your SCART thing or or you know, you're gonna do something else. But you can you can you can you can install a simple toggle switch. It's a pretty easy little trick. You just lift the leg up and solder one leg to ground and one and or one side of the switch to ground and one side to the other to the leg. And you're basically to shorten it to ground or not. That's what the switch does. Uh, and and you can uh, and then like I said, you can you can hit the switch on it and you can make the into the uh, thing think it's a PAL machine. But again, it doesn't have doesn't affect the video in any way. So it that's a mixed bag. I don't know if that'll help. Uh, and it's a little hack I learned ba- about on some kind of obscure message board. I was just, just tooling around one day because it was making me angry. I was like, man, I can't play anything. Same boat. The, the problem with those NTSC uh, C32s, like you said, there was very little released in America or, right. or for the NTSC since it was only released in Canada and a few other places. So it's kind of a bummer. But I hope that helps, man. You know, like I said, I'll put some, I'll put, I've got a, I think I made a video on it, I'm, I think. I'll link it up. <clears throat> awesome. Um, Let's see. So that that is Adam's uh, email. Why Thanks for we, writing in, dude. Yeah. Why don't we talk a little bit about what happened last week? Yes. 
Amigathon. Right. Amigathon 2017. What are your thoughts on Amigathon 2017? I really enjoyed myself. Um, it was fun to, uh, first of all, um, we got to thank everyone that made it happen. Aside from thanking you, because you did a tremendous job, but the amount of technical prowess that was involved in making that run smoothly was off the charts. And I'd say boat. That was probably the smoothest thing you've ever been a part of. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I was very surprised it worked as well. As yeah, um, the uh, we got to thank uh, everyone that contributed, which was awesome. Uh, we got to thank Dreamcatcher in particular, who was this was effectively his baby. Uh, he kind of let us uh, uh, jump in and and try to help out, and uh, uh, we raised we raised a pretty good amount of money. It was what was it? Not it was uh, uh, seven hundred fifteen pounds, seven a little over nine hundred bucks mm-hmm. American. Which hey, that was. <laughs> way more than I thought we'd be able to pull off. Uh, playing Amiga games for 12 hours was great. There was a little lull right around the Shadow of the Beast. That's I'd say that was the low, <laughs> the point. low point. It was just repetitively dying. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, 10 pints. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was it was brutal. And so that was the only part where I was, well, until the very, very end, that was the only part that I was, I was like, boy, this is getting, I'm getting tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of the time I was I was up for it. I enjoyed having uh, the real Amiga in the mix. We got we played probably about a third of the stuff on the actual Amiga, and and, uh, and that was fun. Uh, it was uh, we had a good time. We had good visitors. Got to thank John for for and and uh, what's Kadoba. the name Kadoba, yeah, uh, which is their local restaurant. I, I like their chain, aren't they? <clears throat> they were very kind. Contributed like a full spread f- of food. Yeah, which was great. Yeah, and boy, excellent. we really that helped too, right? That made it a lot easier. Yeah, it was it was um, great to be able to, you know, we had we had some other people around, so when one of us got hungry, we could just get up and feast on the delights that and John it, brought. It was great, and we really appreciate John stopping by. He could, he was on the show and uh, uh, played some games with us. Uh, my brother, eh, he was here. Um, and Chad. Our, our buddy Chad was here. My, it out, did the honors of yeah, the pie ceremony. Yeah, that was great. My my, <laughs> it was nice to have my son here, and and my girlfriend, and uh, that was fun to mm-hmm. get. Luke was real excited about playing games on the show. And yeah, he loved beating beating everybody with the at the motorcycle game. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, I thought it was. A, I, I I really can't say a, a, a bad thing about it. I enjoyed every every single part of it except for the end. But uh, I will take one for charity any day of the week. And if if we, I can't remember how many people paid to see me get hit in the face with there that pie. Lot. It was like it was ninety was pounds. Thousands of people. Ninety yeah. pounds yeah. were donated toward my getting pied in the face. And so uh, uh, the way I look at it, it was uh, ninety more pounds for the for the for make a wish. So you know, I, I was pleased, and I like the way you're cutting them up. And we're boats posting uh, one a day, mm-hmm. aren't you? Uh, and so they'll all be available. You better watch the whole, the whole uh, Amigathon if you missed it, or if you feel like going back and catching some of it again. We got to see some new games that were a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, we played some games I'd never heard of. You I'm know. really excited to, to look maybe a little bit deeper, especially with one of those games we played, Lost Dutchman Mine. That it one seems was, like that one was deep, but it wasn't quite so deep that I couldn't possibly never understand it. I was impressed with Hunter, mm-hmm. which I I had heard. The name, but I've never played it. For given the hardware you were running on uh, and what they were trying to pull off, sort of an open world, multi vehicle, yeah. multi you know landscape gimmick, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked uh, 
the motorcycle game we played, not no second pr- place, but what was the other one? It had the girl crazy name. Prime Mover. Prime Mover. Mm-hmm. That was one that just came out of nowhere. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed watching <laughs> the demos. Yeah. I hadn't watched a lot of Amiga demos before, so that was cool. So thank you. Uh, I think that was uh, Ravi that donated some money for us to watch the yeah. demos. Yeah. Uh, we, we got to see a lot of neat stuff. I, you know, uh, um, 12 hours of just playing Amiga stuff that we had seen that we hadn't seen. We could fill up a thousand hours right. of just sitting there because I mean, I mean there's, the library's vast. I've got to be honest with you. I thought that it was <clears> going to be a real drag to stick to Amiga for twelve hours. I thought, man, it's just going to be. We're going to have to play Lionheart for like four hours. And listen to you. Once we started, how dare you? Once we started this thing, I mean, the time just flew by. It really flew by. It did. It was amazing how quick it yeah. went. And we had no concept of time. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, it, it was like being in a casino. You know, you come in, it's dark, and you leave, it's dark. <laughs> it's catered. Yeah. You go up there and eat, yeah, you go true. play. It's very simple. You have a little drink. Um, the uh, I think I might do things differently next time. I'll need to figure out a way <laughs> to where I'm not uh, having to be on the laptop so much. When I watch some of the videos, I feel like I'm not as involved as I should have been because I was trying to update the coming up next. Yeah, well, you, you, you need to get a producer. And we just need to... We just need to find a producer yeah. to work for free. Yeah. <laughs> and get it for 12 hours while we play games and laugh, <laughs> laugh at him. Shouldn't be too tough. So, but I think on the whole, Megathon was a big success. Oh, man. Yeah. I, 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 was, I couldn't believe it. Both the marathon and the review marathon that Dreamcatcher did, I thought they both, you know... We're, we're great partners in, in this in this this tribute to the classic 1993 original, you know, Make a Wish Amiga partnership. So. You know, if you think about it, Dreamcatcher has written and and when he when Boat mentions the 12 articles and he'll go into them a little bit later. When he mentions those, we did 12 hours of Amigathon. I wouldn't even want to hesitate to guess how many hours it took him to write those articles. I mean, way more than 12. Because Dreamcatcher, you'd think maybe, oh, he's doing 12, he's going to phone a couple. These are all just up to his high standards and uh, are incredibly well done. Yeah. So, and again, this was all sort of his, he conjured this whole thing up and uh, hats off to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and hats off to everyone that helped out, contributed. Or even if you just stopped in the watch, you know, we appreciate it. It was, yeah. it was fun and we had a good time. And uh, if, you, if you missed some of it or all of it, you know, we're going to have it all up on YouTube, but, right. you know, it's coming up slowly, but surely. And uh, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to do this again, maybe uh, around Christmas time. <laughs> well, we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, man. maybe if you're not in, I'll do a little something on my own set. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. we got we got we got a plan. We gotta, Aaron's we gotta, not up for we it. We got to make a plan. No, I, thought, I didn't he, say that. He has no interest. What's that? In don't like charity? Other. Is that what it is? Even he he poo poos all the people that have said, "When are you doing your next one?" I'm already going through withdrawals. He shoves all that aside. Well, we, we, we like I said we have to sit and pop, we have to sit down and think about it. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm down with that. <laughs> I'm down with that. I'm not poo pooing nothing. I'm down. I love charity. It was nice. I felt good about myself the next day. Good. You know. Good. Of course, the past week, I needed a boost. It's been um, rough. Rough, folks, I'm telling you. But uh, if you have any ideas for um, you know, what we can do whenever we do our next marathon, uh, we want to you know, involve you guys and, and try and make it even better. So if you have ideas for things like donation incentives <laughs> or you know, things that you'd like us to play and stuff like that, 
um, you know, score challenges. We're up for almost anything. So uh, just, you know, send those amigos at, at uh, what is it? Amigos at amigospodcast.com. That's our email address. You know, one thing we didn't get to do this time that I w- want to do, which uh, we talked about it, but was I, it was so hectic. I didn't think about it the whole day. was to place those games online with people. Yeah. That would have been fun. And so hopefully the next time we do something like this, we can integrate that in a little mm-hmm. bit. I, you know, it's funny. When we, when we got done with this and I went home and took a shower and, and I was thinking about it. I was like, man, that's, I was like, man that worked out, worked out pretty well. And, I, and that's when it occurred to us. I mean, we didn't even try playing that. And I don't know if you because we'd planned on doing it. I didn't even think about it. It just completely slipped my mind. Yeah. But, you know, it just it was a crazy blur. It mm-hmm. really was. I really I didn't know what to expect. You know, I'm like you. Yeah. I'm like, man, is this going to be good? Right. Is this going to be the longest twelve hours of my life? Mm-hmm. Eh. But it it went great. Yeah. So, but we'll like to get maybe we'll probably get that in next time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Amigo Studios East. Any updates? Well, um, no. <laughs> we we've got a lot of use. I don't mean my kid playing uh, games in it, but. Uh, we still only have the one outlet. Uh, I'm hoping this weekend, knock on wood, to uh, get the other four installed. And then um, <clears throat> it's possible that before the end of the month, that I'll be ready to do something there. But, you know, it's slow sledding. It, my kid just started back to school. That's going to give me a little more time than I had. So he's not staying up till 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock anymore. I can go out there and nose out there and do some stuff. But, yeah, it's coming along. And, um Hopefully, within the before the months over, we'll have some video footage out there, and we'll just take some images and see what people think. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Um, also, before we get into our main news segment, we uh, want to let you all know that Amigos is now on Instagram. So, if you are an Instagram er, uh, you can check us out over at Instagram.com/slash/EverythingAmiga. And thanks to Chris Folds for maintaining Folds. that. He is uh, the Instagram master. Uh, do you do the Instagram? I, I do not do the Instagram. Um, I I just, I don't have anything against it. Um, I, I honestly, and this is going to make me so like, you know, I used to be at, at the forefront of all this stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And honestly, I, I think I, I think my phone got me on there once, but I really um, don't even know much about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean. I know I, you post pictures on there, I right? think that it's, 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 it's kind of a social network that is only visual. You know, there's no text. It's just That's me you, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's, a, there's a nice shot of, uh, that looks like Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, I see the boat in the background, the bike. Yeah. So, so I read somewhere you could surf in that game. That's unbelievable. I know. That's, that's I would really love to cool. try that. Since we're already here in the uh, browser, why don't we uh, jump right into the news? Right on, right on. So, I've just got a few things this week. Um, right out of the gate, uh, it was a good week for, uh, speaking of CD32, it was a good week for your, the CD32 folk because uh, a lovely thing has happened. We have now gotten access to Moonstone. They have, they have uh, stuck it on a disc and released it uh it just came out just a few days ago actually and uh i'm excited you know it's a great game we both we uh we both have uh talked about how much we like that mm-hmm. game i really that's a game i would love to just sit down and play for and get good at yeah as opposed to the stumbling bumbling idiot that i am who can't beat nothing uh but it's a fun game this is of course from the same people that bring you all these compilations and stuff um it should be fun. I'm not sure if it's... Does it say there's any enhancements or anything? But I, I don't know if it's... Uh, 
if it's a if, if they had started working on a CD32 version or I don't think so. I think this is just going to be a straight port. Yeah, but, well, I mean the original version looks pretty darn good. Oh man, it's, and yeah. it's it's so good. The cutscenes, it's got it all. It, it looks like a CD game to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. So that's good. That's good stuff right there. Uh, Chris Fold sent me over a, a link. Uh, the source code of 50 Amiga intros has been released. Uh, these are uh, the little intros that come up when you start a game. Um, I think that's kind of cool. And uh, if you're into that sort of things, you want to know this uh, the source code. You know, it's there. It's there for you. So um, <clears throat> something else I just picked up just uh, right before showtime. Uh, the uh, documentary we've, which we've now both seen, Viva Amiga, <clears throat> has been uh, released on DVD, and there it includes an hour of extra con- over an hour of extra content. Um, I may be interested in seeing the extra content. Uh, uh, I liked Viva Amiga uh, with a butt, and I, there were, like I said, as, as I recall, it's been a while since we watched Viva Amiga, but uh, uh, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't the peppiest thing I've ever seen. Uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, gamey type stuff in it. it. It wasn't bad. It was beautifully done. You know, there's a lot of good sorts. We just want history and stuff. Uh, but uh, and we can't forget about uh, Paul Kitching, who did a lot of the graphics. The graphics the were yeah. off off the charts, obviously. Creator of the backdrop that you see on this very podcast. well, he's the man. I see his stuff float by in the uh, in the uh, uh, Facebook Amiga group, and I'm just like, it always gets me. It's 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 great, and it's an honor to actually have that kind of fine art to sit in front of. We need every every beautiful thing we can get to stick behind <laughs> us to to make it to make us look good. You know, I noticed that the uh, I don't have a clip on this or a news article, but I noticed a lot of people were talking about the vampire this week, uh, and specifically, the press picked up uh, the actual mainstream press, like like Slash Dot, some other places picked up the um, the fact that there's going to be a standalone uh, vampire Amiga, which we talked about last week. Uh, I was wondering if this might get some traction, and it has. And I would wager this is the most uh, attention the Vampire team has gotten. I mean, mm-hmm. they're really getting a lot of... It, when they announced that standalone Amiga, that was that was something. Um, <clears throat> there's still not much known about it. Uh, and I've been waiting for a, a formal unveiling yeah. or whatnot. An info dump. I don't say. see... It, it's something I don't see, I think we're going to see for, I would say, two years would be uh, uh, my guess. Um I'd say we'll see the cards well before we'll see the the standalone. It, but it is intriguing for mm-hmm. sure to see what they're going to come up with. But the fact that the mainstream press, and when I say mainstream, I mean the mainstream internet tech geek press. The mainstream mini. Are you going Rush Limbaugh on us here? The mainstream media. The mainstream. Ever... <laughs> I'm not going Rush Limbaugh on us. But the uh, the 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 main tech press when they pick up something about the Amiga. And that's not like a puff piece or some kind of like, remember this, or the history of this, yeah, the 50th, 50th anniversary of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they're like, when they actually say something about the news, I, I notice. And right. so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I want to, uh, the Apollo guys to uh, uh, to uh, have as much success as they can. They, I mean, whether you're into that or not, it's it's a benefit to the community, and it's it's a it's awesome that stuff like that's being made. Um, something else I noticed was that the. Uh, our buddies at Guru Meditation. I think this was the week, like last weekend actually, I think it was when they were in Poland for the big Amiga throwdown. That's right. I saw some pictures of it, and it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. It always does. 
so they know how to party. Over yeah, in hats off to all of our uh, uh, our friends over in Poland and that the Guru Meditation guys too. I, I mean, it has to be one of the biggest Amiga weekends uh in terms of you know they have the the amiga party in poland and then amigathon the day after if you were looking for amiga action that was the place to be of course the uh the big amiga convention in the states ami west i haven't seen any um you know you don't get a lot of like video compilation footage like you these poland parties so i'd like to see what goes on there I'm I'll, sure it's a big deal let me tell you something i'll look like uh, in fact i started looking right after the show last week after we did Amigathon, I was on YouTube. I was like, let's see some party footage. Because mm. you remember last year, they had that line of Amigas. And there were people oh, yeah. drinking. And, and also this picture of the guys drinking these huge, weird drinks. The homemade, like, moonshine, <laughs> Polish moonshine. I was like, man, I want to be, be right there. Right. You know, they were really having a good time. I always, I look forward, I've been waiting the whole year. Because I was like, man, I hope, I hope the Guru guys go back over for this. Because, I mean... It was so just. I enjoyed the pictures and stuff, and, and the and the dialogue from it so much. So I'm hoping they've got a nice package that they're going to put out. The guru. What I'm thinking about the guru meditation guys put up a uh, an interesting um, look at the uh, at the same thing we're going to look at or we have looked at, which is the uh, uh, Amiga Forever package. And I enjoyed that. Uh, we're going to hit on some different stuff than they did. So if you saw theirs, and you want to see a couple different things. We're going to you can check ours out. But I always enjoy the, the Guru Meditation guys. They're always nice. Also, uh, one thing we should do, we should have talked about this earlier. Hats off to everyone that uh, kind of gave us a little press on the Amigathon. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, I think they, it was mentioned on a bunch of shows, a bunch of Twitter. And uh, um, for all the shout-outs and stuff, there were so many. I'm not even going to try to remember them all because you all know how I am. But we appreciate you know everybody giving yeah. us good mention. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I got for news. What do you got site-wise? Well, site-wise, it's been crazy uh, <laughs> the, past, the past two weeks. Because yes. uh, Dreamcatcher has been at it like, uh, like something that's at it all the time. This was part, this was his, part of his uh, contribution to the charity drive. Right. So if you look at the Amigos Press, uh, let's see, probably the best way to do it is go up here and click on Press at the top of the site. You can see all 12 of his reviews. And they cover I mean, <coughs> games of every genre. There's interview stuff in there. Um, I have not, I'm not going to lie to you, I have not read all of it yet. It's, it's too much for me to take in all at once, but I'm going to savor these articles in the coming weeks because I have a feeling that he's going to be in some sort of convalescent home after this past week of writing, you know, his hands all cramped up and stuff. I read the first six uh, as they came out, and, I, and I've worked on the last six. They were they're great. He's got some. I mean, honestly, I don't know where he finds some of this stuff. And he, one thing I love about Dreamcatcher is he often picks these obscure games mm-hmm. that I had no idea existed, and he's done a couple. I'm like, oh man, I got to check this out. So. There'll probably be, and, and this has happened over and over. It, Dreamcatch is the number one reason for me to do Amigo plays because I'll see something I'm like, "What the hell is that?" Mm-hmm. And then I got to go, I got to go have a shot at it. So right. he's uh, uh, he's worked it out again, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. If you, now the, what you're looking at right now on the screen there, if you'll, we just did that. Uh, that was for Sleepwalker. That's mm-hmm. the that's the game cheesy that they went out on right there. That was the last game they ever made. Okay. I just noticed as it flew by on the screen. But yeah, Dreamcatcher stuff was. Uh, you know, it's top shelf. Like I said, he did not phone it in. He really went to work this week and 
hey, we appreciate it too. I mean, he's a, he's a he's our great friend and great contributor. Yeah, yeah. So that's it for the uh, site updates this week. <laughs> what do you say we dive right in to midnight resistance? Midnight resistance. So there was a this is a pretty interesting game. I, I um I always get this game confused with another game, mm. and so when when I I see first of all, you want to who was it that recommend that, that bid to have us do this game? Do you remember who it was? Um, this was Paul. Uh, yeah, thank you for mentioning that. It's Paul Kitching. Oh, it's just Paul. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, there Paul you Kitching, go. But, but I don't think that Paul. The, the other, other Paul. Paul yeah, we, <laughs> anytime we talk about it, it's always the other yeah, one. Um, so when when this was put out there, uh, I was completely misinformed. I thought it was a Sega game that I remembered. Which I'll be honest, with you, I don't remember what the Sega game is. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'll know it when I see it. I know you're going around and you're play, planting bombs, mm-hmm. and it's an overhead view, but I don't remember what it was called. But anyway, I thought this was it. So I, you can imagine my surprise when I loaded up the game. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so Midnight Resistance uh, came out on the Amiga in '90. Uh, it was a uh, based on the arcade game of the same name that came out in '89. So pretty quick turnaround that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was licensed uh, from Data East. Data East, uh, as you know, has uh, been around for a long time. Uh, they they had a lot of uh, good games that they did. They did the RoboCops. Uh, they did the, on the Amiga. That was that was what their license. They also had the Real Ghostbusters. Remember the Real Ghostbusters oh, yeah. based on the cartoon? Well, no. I remember like, this is not the good Ghostbusters game for like the. C64 well, I, I have not Dark, played right? this game. This is not that. Wasn't one. there? Wasn't there was a cartoon. There, yeah, and the, well, was, there was a cartoon called Ghostbusters, but it an old yeah, cartoon, right. and it wasn't the movies. And then there was they, so they had to call them the real Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And this is the game based on that. Uh, Dragon Ninja, aka Bad, Bad Dudes, Dudes yeah. great game. Joe and Mac, Caveman Ninjas. There's a lot of ninjas in here. Uh, and the ABC uh, football and another ABC title, I think it might have been, um, uh, it was football and, I'm trying to think what the other one was, it was like a boxing or something like that, it might have been boxing. Anyway, that was that was the Data East license and stuff. Published by Ocean, of course, the, I mean, they do everything. Developed by an outfit called Special FX. Now, I don't think we've covered any of their stuff. No, but they seem to be pretty highly regarded. I was reading some reviews that people were, people said special effects. Oh, they're they're awesome. Well, they did a lot of stuff on the uh, Spectrum, they, and they've done others. Uh, they did they worked the whole avenue of mm-hmm. of the British computer world, or that you know. Uh, but listen, see if you see a, a common theme here on these. You've got they did on the Amiga. They did Hudson Hawk. Right? Remember Hudson Hawk, mm-hmm. uh, Batman. All right, they did. RoboCop 2, Red Heat. Did you ever see Red Heat? Is that a movie? Yeah, that was a movie. And The Untouchables. So, all movie licenses. Uh, The Untouchables is very very highly regarded. And RoboCop uh, is pretty highly regarded. And I've heard Hudson Hawk ain't too bad. I've not seen the movie or played the game. Yeah, I've always heard that Hudson Hawk the game is a lot better than the movie. It can't get any worse, (laughs) from what I've heard. Uh, So... um, this is a one or two player game, and which is cool. Uh, this was coded uh, by a fellow named uh, Ian Moran. Uh, he's an interesting cat, which I'll get into him in a little bit. Uh, his pedigree on the Amiga, he did a game called Alien Legion. Uh, he did a game called Carrier Command. Stop me if you've heard of any of these. Yeah. Death Trap, Striker, and then Striker. I've heard of Striker. I think that's the only one I've heard of. 
Um, is that, that I always thought that was a Neo Geo game. Strikers. You, well, I think Strikers was an arcade port of thing. Mm. I think it's a soccer game. Uh, one and then, uh, one thing I thought would be interesting is the uh, musician was a guy named Keith Tinman. Amongst his, uh, he did a lot of the stuff for FX, but one of the games he also did was Parasol Stars. He did the music oh. on it. So, same guy. And this game has pretty good music, I mm-hmm. thought. I don't know what you thought about the music. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I did. So, uh, this game's out on the uh, OCS ECS game. Um, the, uh, it got ported to a lot of stuff. I've heard that the Amiga port's the best. Uh, uh, and that the Amiga port, and of course that, we haven't tried the two-player option, but it's the only one that brought the two-player option home. Now there are some interesting things about this game that I didn't know, and this is the arcade game. Um, this game had a r- eight-direction rotary joystick. Did you know that? Uh, well, it would have. No, I didn't know that, but it makes sense because of the firing. Right. Mechanic. If you play the, and it really, the, I will say, I thought they did a pretty good job of transferring that over. Uh, if you remember a game called Heavy Barrel, mm-hmm. we used to have it when I at the pizza place I worked at. Davaronis. Davaronis, that's right. And, and and we had Heavy Barrel there. This that thing's demo mode over and over and over <laughs> as I sat in that restaurant. It had two rotary sticks, the same exact way, and it worked pretty well. I always dug that. Now, was Heavy Barrel was it the same sort of viewpoint? It was not. This? Okay. It was a uh, top down, like a Kari Warriors. Uh, that's right. Thing. This game is. I mean, I've read that this game is the is the sequel to that. Okay. Okay. And it shares some play mechanics, uh, but they turned it around like Contra style, right? And and uh, and it made the transition. I thought it was interesting that you know, I don't think this game is as I don't in the arcade. I mean, I don't think it's as pretty as Heavy Barrel. But I thought it, I mean to make the transition to the sides. You know, I thought it did pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. I've not played this in the arcade. Have you ever played this in the arcade? No. I watched it being played, and uh, um, I, the eight, I, like I said, some people hate those eight-way rotary sticks. Mm-hmm. I kind of dug them. They allowed you to run while turning the chute, mm-hmm. and so it was sort of like having uh, the same uh, abilities you would have in, say, uh, Robotron or Smash TV with only one stick. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Right. So I kind of dug that. Anywho, uh, this came out on a bunch of different hardware. Uh, the Amstrad, of course. Uh, the Atari ST, which uh, it looks like from what I read, the Atari ST version of this and the Amiga version were sort of put out about the same time. Um, uh, the C64 had a uh, port. And then probably the most famous of the ports was the uh, Mega Drive slash Genesis uh, port of it. Mm. Uh, that's the one that gets a lot of uh, uh, talking about. Um and also, there was a, a Sinclair ZX Spectrum version of yeah, it as well. We're watching. If you're watching the video right now, we're watching a little footage of the Spectrum version. And uh, boy, that Jeep animation—that's something else. <laughs> it's chugging along at uh, at one frame per second. Well, you know, um, I think it's the Spectrum version that is really the far. There's one version of this that, when it got ported to the house, it it was very different than the other versions. Uh, the the uh, um, it, it was just they sort of went out and made it quite a bit different, mm-hmm. and I think it was the Spectrum version. So I mean they they, put, they took a lot more creative license on it. So what is this game? It's actually pretty simple. You go right at most of the time, and you shoot everything you see. Um, <clears throat> the premise of the game is that it's set in the future, and you control a member of a resistance outfit. And you were on a mission to go out and find 
what you eventually find this out in the game. I don't think you know it at the beginning, but you go out to try to find your kidnapped family. Mm. All right, there are six of them. Um, in the arcade, they don't have names. Uh, in the home versions, and specifically the Genesis version, uh, the main character is named Johnny Ford, and the bad guy is named um, King Crimson. <laughs> so, which <laughs> when I think of King Crimson, I think of the band, right? And uh, uh, I think of the album that, that, and, and in the twenty percent schizoid man, uh, uh, and some of their other songs. So that, that album, if you're that sort of an experimental rock album of the seventies, it's been a long time since I heard that. Uh, but I dig it. I, I remember liking it. You know, I think was was that Adrian Ballou was in that band. I can't remember who I was in it. Um, uh, you you know better than me, but you you know a lot about that weird you know, stuff. Funny. I just read an article about them, but I, I don't know I don't know their personnel. Like I know, uh, of course, ELP. It's easy to know their personnel. What's yes, ELP. Emerson like Oh yeah, yeah, that is a simple one. But they're all they're all kind of cut from the same cloth. That prog rock. Yeah. So. Again, in the arcade, you had a rotatable joystick, and this you don't, but uh, it doesn't really matter too much. Uh, you run around, and you uh, uh, shoot everything you see. Mm-hmm. This game has an interesting... Uh, it's an interesting game in a couple ways. Uh, the end bosses are... I thought were strange. <laughs> and I mean, and like we're looking at this video right now on the screen, and this is the one that really caught my eye, where, where you're fighting these rotating blades. <laughs> now... <laughs> I watched this. I played it as far as I could get, which wasn't real far. But I've also watched the, this thing do its completion. I watched the arcade do its completion. Everyone considers the Amiga port the closest to the arcade. Uh, and I will say that the Amiga version has um, all the same bosses, and they're not not as fancy, you know, but they're very similar. And they uh, um, and the, including the saw blade part. Uh, and but this game's got some pretty interesting uh, end bosses. At one point, you fight a like a battleship, and you have to sink it. And, and there's a couple points where you fight these like uh, these blades, and you're fighting these like uh, I don't know combat vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I guess you know when you're not when your game doesn't have sort of an alien subtext, it's hard to come up with good bosses. Um, because, you know, if you think about shooters like this and other games, like the Contra games, you're always fighting some sort of, like, weird organic matter. Um, but in this game, I guess they just wanted to go hard science, and you got to take down that battleship with your machine gun. Well, another thing that's neat about it is, uh, like, for example, in the saw blade, the main saw blade screen, you also, if you beat the saw blades, you, there's this sort of... a if you ever watch Batman the animated series, they had a there was an episode where this computer was trying to take over the world, and the computer's name was like Horvac, I think. It was this big, tall computer with like one eye stuck in it. And the thing you fight in this is eerily similar to that. It's what it looks like because after you blow the saw blades up, you have to shoot the eye in the middle of the screen. It's part of this big computer. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, the uh, the end boss in this is real wacky. It's just a big, huge... I guess this is King Crimson. It's a big, huge head with a big mouth that tries to chomp you. She bullets and weird worms come out of the mouth. It's a real crazy stuff. Um, so, <coughs> one of the neat things about this game that I really like is the, is the power-up system. So, what you do is as you go through the levels and you're blowing guys away. And, I mean... We're not glo- we're not really glossing over the gameplay. It's 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 pretty simplistic. You run and you shoot stuff. I mean, we're it, that's it. But you pick up keys, right? Right. 
And then at the end of the level, you'll find like some, a door or something you can blow through. And then you're in like an armory, effectively. And you can and you can That's go awesome. through right. And you can go. Well, I'm trying to think of this, how this would be in the context of the game. Oh, so an armory would be okay. it make more sense. But you're right. It is effectively it's a shop. And you go in there, and you've got a, a, all the weapons are lined up, and you can pick out the ones you want with your keys, and you can, and just, and that's how you power your guy up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got some pretty wild weapons in there. They've got these things that hover around you, and flamethrowers, and they've got spread shots and stuff. They've got a pretty good selection of weapons, and they do help a ton mm-hmm. as you go through it. Um, all that said, give me your thoughts on the game. <clears throat> well, you know, coming off of Super C... This thing plays like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I was thinking that when I loaded this up, I was like, "Oh boy, this cannot be worse than Super C," and it's not. It's not. Um, although, you know, truth be told, to me, it runs a little bit slow. It's it's a slower pace than what I would like. Um, the, your bullets seem to move incredibly slow. The enemies run slowly. Um, if they could have just made this run maybe 10 or 15% faster, I think it would have made it a lot more exciting to me. To me, as you move through the levels, it's just sort of, it's just sort of trudging along. Um, you know, your objectives never vary. Of course, in a game like this, your objectives aren't going to vary, but you, you literally just, you know, blow everything up that moves. I can't knock it for what it is. That's, that's what it is. Uh, you've got a good variety of weapons that you can deal with. I like the fact that there's, you know, the, the key system is neat, and you know, and in, in, in trading in your keys for, um, for for different weapons. It's a lot better mechanic than the the contra like drops. Yeah. Thing. I, and when I got when I lost my stuff, I didn't feel like I was totally screwed. Mm-hmm. There are a couple scenes that I, again I didn't get. Unfortunately, I found out about the cheat codes of this right before, right before, right after I had finished playing it, uh, and I would have helped. But and there are some cheat codes. I'll give them out here at the end. Uh, but uh, um, I didn't feel like I was completely screwed. I felt like it was a fair game. I thought the. Um, How did you feel about the speed? Were you happy with the speed? Well, if you watch the arcade version, it also it's is pretty slow. it's it's well, it's faster than this though. Right. Part of it is though. This is the kind of game that is. Um, it is built to be a little slow. And the reason I say that, it's a good example. You've got your bullet hell shooters, right? Well, this is more like bullet heck. Mm-hmm. The bullets float in. The, every, a lot of the stuff in the game is floaty. Mm-hmm. And you, I personally need a slower pace to, to help me. To, to, I wouldn't have done as well at a, quicker, at a quicker pace. So I thought it was... About the right speed for me, but I can certainly see where someone would think it was it was too slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, um, you know, I thought it was. It, I'm, these aren't my favorite type of games, uh, but as far as these type of games go, I thought I thought it was. I felt like I wasn't overwhelmed for the most part. Now there are some there are some areas you can get to. I watched a video of this, and there's an area where the end boss where you're fighting like a fleet of jets. Did you see that one? No. And and it's I mean it sounds ludicrous but your your guy comes I'm just trying to picture it in my he mind. comes up on like a sun, like a sun setting like oh, af, and yeah. and, these, and you see these okay. eight I jets streak this, across yeah. the sky and then one by it one is. it's right here yeah they timed it perfectly <clears throat> one by one they come after you and yet and, and then when you blow those up you'll see that they'll zoom out again you'll see okay there's six jets left. I don't know how anyone could get past this level, and I've read that this is a real tough level, and it looks tough. 
Well, if you look at our friend Zustaz playing through this, I guess there's one exact spot you can stand and just repeatedly fire and not get hit. Well, he just got he hit. Just got hit. Yeah. So, so that looked. There were some parts that looked really tough. I, this is a game that I think if I played it long enough, I might be able to be halfway decent. And I felt like I did pretty good, you know. But it well, wasn't like gangbusters at it. And, and much like most of my games, I couldn't be consistently good. I could get, you know, I did okay. Um, it's funny. I read an interview with Ian Morin, who who coded the game. This is sort of his baby. Uh, he had some interesting tidbits on the game. Uh, he did all of his art with D Paint. No surprise there. And we how many times have we read that over yeah. the years. Um, he uh, says they shared the ST and the Amiga version shared a lot of data, you know, graphics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it took about five and a half months, which is about. He says that's pretty much typical. Um, the uh, he says that the, uh, the one of the neat things about it is was when they started to do the game. They didn't get the source code or anything like that, but they they had what's called the suitcase, right? And I was like, what is that? Well, what that means is someone from Data East showed up at their office with a suitcase that had the, uh, the arcade board in it. Really? And it was set to free play, and I guess they had a machine there, and they, and they, they got the playthrough, I think he said, one time, and he recorded the whole game, and then they used that as the basis for the game. But they didn't have any source code to, to look at at all. Uh, and so, but that I, I, that's another thing. I mean, it's it's constantly astounding to me. All you know, because th- this happens all the time with arcade ports, where they say they didn't give us anything to work with, and we had to. It's amazing to me that some of these ports are as, as accurate as they are, considering they had no access to. Them. It is it is quite remarkable. Yeah. Um, he also mentioned that this was probably the most fun he had developing any of his titles. Hmm. Uh, he liked the you know he liked the crazy end bosses and stuff. He said it was the ones that transform. There's there's a one I think that I'm thinking every time that that boss transforms into something else. There's actually a couple, and that he said those were tough to code. But he said for the most part it was he had a good time doing it. Um, uh, so this game is pretty well regarded, um, and the reviews. It's funny for this game we I, this game has more reviews than I think any game we've ever looked at. I mean, it was just a long, long list of reviews. And when, did, when, did the, when was this game released? 1990. So this was kind of at the height of probably Amiga imprint. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking right here at my list of reviews, and I mean, it's like 17, something like that. So the lowest review it got from anybody came out in 1992. And you know how they usually brutalize those old yeah. games. The lowest review it ever got was a 67. That was the, that was the lowest review. And the highest review it got was a 92 uh, right when it came out. And most of the reviews are in the 80s. Uh, and that, which is, I consider that, considering some of these guys, you know how some of these magazines will kill you. Yeah. Like Amiga Joker, notorious for crushing stuff, gave it an 85. Not bad. Uh, the main places I usually look are Amiga uh, Action and Amiga Format and Amiga Power. And they all gave it. Uh, they all gave it scores in the 80s. That's pretty good. So um, it reviewed well, and presumably it sold well from what I was able to read. Um, the outfit that put it out, uh, FX, uh, it looks like their biggest seller from what I was able to ascertain was Strikers. Uh, but this was a, apparently did pretty well. Uh, and I'm assuming RoboCop 2 would be up in there too. I don't know how well Hudson Hawk sold, for example. <laughs> I noticed a lot of these guys from FX uh, uh, worked on most of their own titles. I'm going to say they did the same outfit. They used the same guys most of the time. 
Uh, I know the programmer is still working in the business. I think he works with one of the big boys. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And he's a pretty well-respected guy. And apparently the guys, like you were saying, the guys that work for this uh, for this special FX are pretty well-regarded. And, and the guy that ported this over to the ST uh, is apparently very well-regarded. I think his name was Joffy. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure someone that knows more. Joffy? I'm not sure about I'm not sure about his first name. I can look real quick. Uh, but uh, uh, he apparently he's a pretty well-regarded guy. I saw an interview with like, or a, like a kind of a flashback. To the Joff, no, it was Joffa Smith was oh. his name. I'm sure, and I'm sure someone out there is like Joffa Smith. It'd be I don't I think it's uh, a, a big wheel, but I don't, I'm not sure what he's done. Uh, but uh, apparently, the crew that worked over here, uh, special effects, had a, a, a very well respected bunch. And this, like I said, this was this is considered one of the great uh, arcade ports to the Amiga. It's also considered by a lot of people to be better than the arcade version. Uh, I don't know if you looked at the arcade version. I, yeah, I watched a little bit of it just to see what you know, and it looked to be pretty, pretty it's, spot on. It's certainly sharper the, the, in the colors. You know, this is this game is notorious for having uh, shipped with the wrong color palette or something. I read something about that. Um, I, I I didn't have any problems. To me, it looked fine. I don't know if the WHD load version fixed it. I believe I read that there had been a patch. Yeah. Um, but Paul actually sent in a message earlier today with some hints and tips, and he said that uh, it, the the colors, if you, if you want to get them arcade perfect, he gave me the settings for WinUAE. But I think <coughs> that the uh, the WHD load version, I mean, the colors looked fine to me. Yeah, I didn't ha I didn't have any, like I, said, I read about that after I'd already played it, and everything seemed fine to me, so I I, I didn't have any trouble with that. Um, so just a, just a little house cleaning. I mentioned I would say go into it. There's a ton of cheats on this. Uh, if you type in, um, I see, I, um, let me see here, Blue Day, it'll turn everything on the screen blue. I don't know why. Uh, Are you going to skip over that first one because you can't read your own? No, it's, I was going to read that one. <laughs> Unlimited Continues is it's easy when you know how, no spaces. Uh, I don't usually give out cheats, but this game is pretty fun, but you really need cheats. Uh, the uh, uh, You can get programmer messages in this. That's another reason I wrote these down. One, I am a friend of Ian's. Uh, all one word. One, if you type in hellos with an S. One, if you type in version. One, if you type in credits. And then the main cheat, if you type in Siamese, uh, you can use the function keys to get extra powers. Uh, normal, uh, F1, it turns you back to normal. If you hit F2, you get auto fire. F3, you get three-way fire. And F4, you get shotgun power. So kind of neat. Uh, I wish I'd known about these before I got repeatedly killed. But like I said, I, I had a good time. I don't yeah. like, I don't. I try not to cheat until I absolutely have to, and I really absolutely have to, frankly. But uh, uh, it was cool. Uh, I don't know about the other versions, but I've read the Amiga version is the only one that got two-player support at home. I don't, I don't. I'm assuming that even includes the Genesis version. I didn't try the Genesis or didn't look at that particular port. Uh, or, but apparently, the Amiga version is well, much more well-regarded than the Genesis version. Um, uh, eBay, I had a look. Uh, the pickings were slim. Uh, there was one disc in France <laughs> for sale on eBay when I checked. It, they wanted 12 bucks shipped U.S. Uh, I did see that a, pre, a, a box copy had sold in the U.K. Uh, recently for $23 shipped. Uh, but uh, This is not an expensive game. Well, it's, those are the only two that were that came up at all. So I'm guessing it's it's not around uh, that much. It's not one I saw. I don't have any 
I don't suspect this was ever released in the U.S. Now, the one I played well, I was... Want, was this arcade machine ever released in the U.S.? Yes. I, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, it, it was. Because I remember seeing the arcade, which I just never played it. I just didn't play these type of games, like a... Um, Contra and stuff. I just was no good at them. I, mean, I would lose quarters like you that know, and be gone. because there were all these games on the Amiga that never got a uh, U.S. release. It would be interesting, just off topic, to to know to get a list of uh, arcade machines that got European releases but did not get American releases. A lot of games got released under different names. I, it would be it, you. It would be odd. For arcade games, I would wager most of them got American releases because yeah, I, mean, I only released them in Europe. That seems like true insanity unless you were like a local distributor and you were distributing your own stuff. I'm not saying there weren't any. And sometimes they got shipped with real weird... Like I, the one that comes to mind is like Al, over here it's called Alcon and over in the UK it was called... Uh, what was it? Slap Fight. <laughs> Slap Fight? That's a horrible name for a game. Uh, but well, uh, Alcon's no no Citizen Kane. Alcon but. stands for something though. What does it stand? For? Yeah, it was spelled out in the C sixty four version. I can't remember. <laughs> awesome. It's the yes, uh, it's a great Allied Legion. You know something of something. I mean, it's it, it, it stands for something. I mean, it's, try to make slap fight sound cool. <laughs> That's true. Come on, at least Alcon's like Falcon. Except there's no F on it. But uh, um, overall. As far as a game like this goes, I mean, this stuff felt sort of, it felt like a, um, a near console quality game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, it, was it a little slow? Yeah, but if you consider the uh, how close they got it to getting it right and how... You find a lot of saw blades in this game. This those are, those are, those are sprockets. That's, that's, that's different. Uh, you, I mean, it's something else about the game that's interesting. I mean, it, there's also a lot of, like, there's parts where you go up a ladder, you're going up and down. I mean, it's... It varies pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they, and I like the fact that, like, as vehicles go by, you can jump on the vehicle and kind of ride it along. Right. There's also a neat scene, and and where you get to a certain point in the game, and there's a view screen, and and there it is, right, exactly right there, and it shows your family, and they're all captured, and your guys like, what? Mm. Now I read this. I didn't see. I didn't notice this, but I read. Speaking of this, at the end of the game. There's a scene where you're up on this hill, and you're with your family, and that's the game ends. It's like a nice little scenic scene. I have read that on the Amiga version, and the way this was worded was weird. I read this a couple different places, and I never quite understood what they meant. But if you have the second player playing, one as they stand there looking off in the distance, one guy is flipping off the sun. Effectively, it looks like he's flipping like the bird. And they said that it was not done on any other version. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I Weird. So if if you if anyone has beaten this game with the second player, I'd like to, I'd to see, yeah. it can confirm or deny that because it I couldn't it was worded very strangely in one of the reviews I read. I was like I don't know what this means. And I only saw it one place. I thought it was very strange. But uh, overall, I'll give it a thumbs up. I I would probably play it again if I if I had two players. I, I we haven't I haven't got to play it that much with two players. But you know I think it'd be more everything's more fun with two people. Yeah. What, what, what did you think about it? You overall, you're gonna give it the high sign. Yeah, I, absolutely. I give this game an unqualified thumbs up. Um, you know, it's a run and gun yep. shooter that is competent, um, and uh, you know, you need that when when you live in a universe where Super C exists for the Amiga. You need something to kind of counter that. And if you're if you want to scr- scratch that kind of contra itch, uh, play a, a, a great arcade port, uh, just sort of mindless fun. You could do a whole lot worse than Midnight Resistance. And and something else, and I will say this in the game's favor, they could have, 
This is a game that could have been easily botched, easily with that converting over from an eight-way stick, an eight, you know that that type of stick. You could have botched it easily, and they and especially with the Amiga's limited control system, they made it work pretty well. I don't, I, I didn't feel like I was getting screwed too often. I felt like with the controls were pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, that's an awesome shirt you're wearing. Oh, thank you. Where did you get that shirt? Uh, the Amigo Store, of course. The Amigo Store. You mean tpublic.com slash stores slash Amiga Tees? The very same. Wow. I'm so glad that that's where you got it from. You didn't get it from one of those bootleg Amigos t-shirt sites. Those guys burn me up. Yeah, they're no good. Um, so, yeah, if you go over to uh, our tpublic store, you can get to it from everythingamiga.com, or you can go directly. Uh, <laughs> we have... I'm glad that tickled you. <laughs> I thought you were telling everyone to go die. Or you... <laughs> My God, mode. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It caught me in mid-drink. Jeez. It's like that scene from Indiana Jones. What? Is there anything I can do for you? I certainly hope you'll die soon. <laughs> God, boat. Carry on with your pitch. Be more careful. So uh, you can get uh, our any one of our multiple award-winning designs. We've got the Amigos or Scum t-shirt, Aaron sporting our Amigos staff and supporters t-shirt. We're I got pot in the Amigos or Scum t-shirt. I'm that, not happy. That's right. Uh, you can get, there's a poster we have here with the first 100 episodes on it. And Bo got me this poster and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, check that out. Uh, and then we also have just some more general Amiga tees too. One that's got a workbench uh, sign on it. The ever-popular Atari ST garbage can. I'm not, I'm not affiliated with that particular uh, T-shirt. And uh, the Psygnosis shirt is actually sold. We, I, I, I believe that John has that one. Yeah. And so I'm so jealous that that one's on my list. And it looks like for the next 37 minutes and 58 <laughs> seconds, uh, everything is on sale. Uh, wow. So if you what? hear this... How's that going to work out? <laughs> yeah. You better post this quick. Yeah, if you hear this, uh, then every, every all the T's are on sale. So uh, get there quickly. And, and, and don't die. Yeah, and don't die. I don't want you to die. <laughs> oh, um, so that's going to do it for... Um, that hurt me. <laughs> You're killing me. I'm sorry. You're killing me with your goofy ass. You your die. antics. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, we want to thank everybody on YouTube Gaming for tuning in in the chat. Uh, we want to thank the Hall of Light folks, those fine folks at uh, abime.net. Um, oh, that reminds me, the, uh, our, our friend over the, the website that we uh, donated to this month, the mm -hmm. Indie yeah. Retro News, mm -hmm. I get it right this time, he's taking a brief absence, he's taking a time out, so to the fellow that runs that site, I say, uh, get your R&R, we need you back soon. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. we depend on We you need your news, yeah. sir. Um, and uh, so yeah, that's it. We the last people we want to thank are our awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, if you w like the show and you want to support us, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/AmigosPodcast. Uh, and uh, I'd like to thank each of them by name, if I could. Ian Griffiths, Duncan Styles, THT, Anthony Jarvis, Green Ketcha, Adam Battersby, John Marshall, Darren Coles, Neil Mansell, Brutal Barracuda, Alan Kebab, David McCrandles, Gary Hucker, Will Williams, Ravi Abbott, Ken Tommy Humberstad, Josh and Jason Warrens, Lane, Eric Nelson, Graham W. Webke, Paul Harrington, Rob O'Hare, Lawrence LaRue, Jonas Rillo, Kilboard, Barman, Tapes for the Crypt, Adam Bradley, Chris Folds, Ed Daniel Benson, O'Brien Retro, Vintage, Chad Halstead, and Brent Dowdy.
Very good. That was my Micro Machines Man wannabe. I just reminded me of something, too. We're not I done. I know. I it's wanted to over. talk about Micro Machines No, man. not Micro Machines oh. Man. I got something. I got a fish to fry here because I was whining about this before the show came on. So, a certain person we know named Jason Warns has just come into a Amiga 3000 today. And we've got a little chat thing, and we talked to some of the fellows that are our brain trust. And these people are finding software and hardware. They're they're just in their attic. They're finding the crap. They find <laughs> on, on the street for free. You know, you people, and you folks over in the UK and Australia, you're killing. It. You're physically killing us. I would if I came across anything if something just said Commodore on it, I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> We can't find nothing. No. It's it's brutal. I'm glad someone out there, uh, some of our good and dear friends, are getting this stuff hoarded. Because eventually we're coming to Europe. <laughs> we're going to go on a, uh, a, a retro-buying rampage. We're going to be like the Midnight Resistance guys. I'm going to store a bunch of keys. <laughs> and I'm going to go through all these lockers and closets. You guys have this stuff stashed up in. Up in the loft. In the UK, it's always, I got it up in the loft. That's yeah. where all the good How big are, are these lofts? Yeah, I, that's what I wonder. You know, they're massive. And, I mean, you, God knows what's... These houses have been out there for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's up there? That's right. Old crowns. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. armor. There's no tell. What's in your loft? I can tell you what's in mine. Christmas, Christmas decorations. Lights, yeah. <laughs> in America, our lofts are not interesting. We no. got nothing. What's in your basement? Us. This is what's down that's here. That's what's here. I don't see any old chests down here, Boat. No. Or, no. Do you have a huge hoard of no retro computing heirlooms. stuff? Yeah. yeah. No, no stacks of Amstrad CPCs. So remember when you get stumble across this cool retro stuff, give it a little kissy from us yeah. because we, we can't find Jack Squad over here. <laughs> now I'm done. All right, next week, Aaron, we're going to play one of your favorite games. Oh yes, in a good mood. I am. I'm very excited about this. We're playing Neuromancer. here. I've been wanting to do this one for a long time, and uh, I've already I've been playing it now for uh, uh, on and off for a week or two to get my groove back. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting your thoughts on it. So. Yeah, yeah well, it will be great. I can't wait to see it. And maybe, uh, like you said, you're thinking about playing it all the way through, right? No. Oh. <laughs> that would never happen in a million years. This is not Adam's family, pal. It'd take forever. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Until then. Adios. adios.